Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast, hosted by the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network, coming at you live once again on the YouTube channel. Brant, week six is all but in the book. Monday Night Football is going on right now, Dallas. Uh, and the Chargers, it already looks to be a high-scoring game. We've got the Chargers on the board already. Dallas driving uh, on their second possession after a Dak Prescott interception. How are you feeling after week six, Brant? Man, week six, that injuries that the injuries are starting to pile up. Um, uh, I'll go through a quick list here. Actually, I'll do it real fast right now, just while we're doing it. Week six was injury, injury riddled. Uh, we thought week five was bad, but then you add names like CMC with his oblique, Debo with his shoulder, Justin Fields with it, who's doubtful already with his hand. You got Monty with his ribs. Craig Reynolds is about to be the number one guy there because if Gibbs missing more times, you got Ryan Tannehill with his ankle. Malik Willis looked great until the red zone popped up and the red zone looked taller than Malik Willis. and He couldn't do anything in there. And then you got Jimmy G went into the hospital with his back too. I mean, just, just the injuries piling up and, and, and a lot of quarterbacks that are going to affect fantasy moving forward. Um, week six was that. And then you got what six teams on by for week seven, week six was almost that, danger zone that you got to get through uh, week seven will be that danger zone that you got to get mm-hmm. through with all these injuries it was, it was just a crazy week i mean you saw what the niners get upset you saw philly get upset you saw buffalo darn near get upset you saw the new york football giants probably have the best quarterback play they've had all year this week it was just a crazy week to watch uh the seattle Cincy game was great uh you know, lots of t- lots of points early in the game, and then the second half, that all all the defense decided to show up. It was just a crazy week to watch. Week six was fun. Week six was crazy. Yeah, you are leaving out one quarterback injury that's of note. That's Trevor Lawrence is questionable for Thursday night with the knee injury. I know we will talk about that one a little bit later on as well. But that one's for me. That one's the one that I'm keeping an eye on pretty heavily, just because it is a, sh- a short week for them. Um, so definitely another one there to keep an eye on. But yeah, Brant, you're absolutely right. Week six was crazy. Um, just an up and down week. We had some studs just have stinker performances. I don't know, like the wide receiver number four on the on the week, uh, DJ Moore was atrocious. I, you know, I don't know if anybody's everybody wanted to jump me, Brant, for my for my DJ Moore take. I wonder if anybody's gonna come say, oh, well, maybe it wasn't that terrible after he comes and he's like wide receiver thirty eight on the week. Uh, but no, that's all right. We I digress. I'll let everybody have a pass on it because. The Bears' offense just struggled this week, and I don't expect him to be that bad moving forward. Um, he's, but he's about to get a quarterback that will throw the ball. <laughs> potentially, yes. Uh, but I'm actually I'm actually going to talk about a wide receiver that's available on the waivers right now in some leagues that outscored DJ Moore this week, Brant. So uh, there's a few of them out there. But uh, I digress. Let's get into it. Week seven uh, preview. One more thing. One more thing. Did 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 that game with the Niners is is Brock Purdy? Does he rely too much on his studs? Is that what we found out about the Niners? The one thing I will say about Brock Purdy, Brant, is I'm not going to trash him too hard. Um, the Browns have a pretty good defense, uh, and show me a quarterback that's playing super well this year that that has. Um, that has less healthy or wide receivers than he does. I mean, Matthew Stafford's balling out, but he's got Cooper cut back. He's got the emergence of Puka Nakua. Patrick Mahomes is really about the only one you could make an argument for that's good every week without stud wide receivers. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy, obviously um, missing his, his guys out there this week. It hurt him. 
but he's mystery relevant. He's been great up until this week. I'm going to give him a pass. I'm not going to jump him too hard. Um, so we'll, we'll see Brant. Again, I think I'm going to uh, give him a pass. All right, let's get into this episode. Let's get our bibs on. It's time to eat. Quick, real quick, just to provide an update, Brant, before we jump into these waiver claims, Dak Prescott with an 18-yard quarterback fourth touchdown. And, fourth and one, and they just let him scamper on in. That's what I was laughing about while you were you were talking about Purdy. That's what I was giggling about. So definitely good to see Dak redeem himself. All right, let's get into these waiver claims, Brant. Who's somebody you're looking to add uh, prior to the start of week seven? I, I'm, I'm looking to add a guy that, that both you and me were really high on uh, prior to the NFL draft. And uh, we had him, I believe both of us had him as our top, one of our top five running backs. That's Zach Evans there for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I know we saw uh, Williams come on strong. We saw, uh, what is it, Rivers, Ronnie Rivers come on strong. Well, Rivers just got a PCL sprain. He's looking to miss some weeks. Williams ha- is, is has a mid-ankle sprain. Zach Evans is the last guy standing there, and, I mean, he looked to be very decent this week, and and if both of these guys can't go next week, this is almost a plug-and-play guy. We've seen these running backs just come out of nowhere on the Rams and and become fantasy relevant. Even Ronnie Rivers was doing it as the backup. So Zach Evans is probably one of my top waiver claims this week there for the Rams. Um, Like I said, especially if you're you're going through, you know, the issues of uh, – Hurt running backs or bye weeks running backs. Zach Evans is a guy that you can plug in and play. Yeah, absolutely, Brent. It's like, like you said, it's kind of that bipocalypse we're getting ready to come into this week. We we kind of have one of those every year. There's a couple weeks this season where there's some really, really top end talent that's out. Um, and then there's just some weeks where there's a lot of numbers. And this week is that is that week where there's a lot of a lot of teams on by. Um and there's, like you said, there's some value. Um, if you if you look at Demarcado from the Arizona Cardinals, he was one of the highest claimed players uh, on the sleeper app last week, Brant, simply due to the fact that James uh, Connor went down and it was next man up. It looked like he was the guy. Um, and again, that's not taking anything away from anybody who picked him up. It's a guessing game with these waiver claims. It truly is. That's why these guys aren't drafted to begin with. Um and, you know, now now you're looking at guys, um, you know, uh, Jordan Mason, prime example, Brent, is has almost been picked up in 500,000 leagues on sleeper um, at this current point. So it, it's a roster change right now. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Zach Evans is a guy that if he's out there, he's stepping into an opportunity to have a lion's share of a backfield that 
just to be quite honest, Kyron Williams has been very good, but he's not been super efficient. The numbers look great right now, Brant, but his breakaway numbers aren't great. His yards after contact aren't great. Um, it, he's just been literally the, the lucky recipient of a volume, essentially. Mm-hmm. And volume's king, I understand. And you you may be talking about that same thing with Zach Evans right here. So I, I like the Zach Evans one, Brant. I think uh, I think you're right on with that one. We'll see um, how that, that works. Uh, going into this this season this week here, um, I'm going to skip my running back for a minute because he's one that you may not have to use a waiver claim on just because their team is going into a buy. So I'm going to jump to a wide receiver, Brant. And I kind of mentioned this before we we hit the intro, but this wide receiver outscored um, DJ Moore this week, and I know the DJ Moore hate's been real for me, and I know the hate that I've gotten for my DJ Moore hate has been real as well. Uh, so and it's warranted. I deserve it, but. Uh, this is a guy that I've been, as much as I dislike DJ Moore, I've been in love with this guy since he came into the league. And that's Wandale Robinson of the New York Giants. He came, missed the first two weeks of the season. He came back week three, Brant. Um, and since week three, he has the second highest amount of targets on the team, trailing only Darren Waller by three. Well, here's the interesting thing. Wandale Robinson's not on the field in two wide receiver sets, Brant. He's only on the field in slot sets. And what that tells me is this guy has a huge target share when he's on the field. Um, In the last three weeks, he's had six targets or more every game, the highest by any giant wideout during that stretch. Mm. He's he's efficient. It's not super great. He's a smaller guy. It's not like he's he's not getting a bunch of yards after catch. He's not you know burning people on these, but he's getting eight. Like this week, he had eight receptions, and and PPR formats. That's insane to be sitting out on the waivers. And he's available in like 30% of leagues out there. So what Wandale Robinson to me should be probably the number one waiver claim in PPR league, especially going into a bye week. He's got a late bye week, week 13. He's a guy that's getting targets right now. And it's not just a Tyrod Taylor thing. He was getting the targets with Daniel Jones too. Um, And with that offensive line being as bad as it is in New York, it's one of those things that he benefits from being in the slot. He was running those slant routes, the short routes. It's one of the few places where Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor can go to get the ball out of their hands quick. I like Wandale Robinson rest of season. Brent. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've, we've been talking about who's going to step up, who's going to be that guy there in, in New York. And, it, and it's looking like it's him um, all off season. I told you it was Waller, but boy, was I wrong. Um <laughs> So I'm going to go. You and America, Brant. You and America. Everybody was on Darren Waller, not just you. So I'm going to go talk about a guy. Yeah, he finished his wide receiver 31 this week, but everybody says you want a piece of this offense. You always want a piece of this offense. Well, this is the guy that saw four targets, caught four balls on Thursday night, and that's Rasheed Rice. This guy, he was on the field for 49% of the snaps. His snap share has, you know, gone from 31 up to 51, around 49 is about his average right now. Um, he saw four for four, 72 yards, uh, 18 yards per target, 18 yards per catch. He's not his yak ability is not going to be there, but he's in one of the most high powered offenses in the NFL, if not the most high powered offense in the NFL, who doesn't have a true number one wide receiver. Yes, they have a true number one pass catcher, but they don't have a true number one wide receiver. And this guy right here could be a guy that could be easily sliding into that role. Um, and that's Rasheed Rice. It, it, he's a guy that it's, it's a piece of the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs offense and a piece to get him this late or a chance to get a piece this late that could make a huge impact down the road is absolutely a guy that I'd be targeting on waivers. 
Yeah, and so here's the thing that's interesting with Rasheed Rice Brand that I that I think it's it's worth pointing out too is it's like MVS has had a year and a half with Patrick Mahomes to prove he's that guy. Hasn't done it. Kadarius Tony's getting close to a full year in a Kansas City Chiefs offense. Hasn't done it. Um, the only person that you could make the argument for to left town with, with McCole Hardman, I've seen so many rumors about the Chiefs trading to get McCole Hardman back with him being disgruntled in New York. He's not there. There's nobody in this offense that's proven themselves. Sky Moore, I know we wanted to give him 100 chances. Um, you know, Justin Ross and, and that were, were, were real good feel-good stories. But Rasheed Rice is the guy, Brant, that I think you and I for sure were both on him as a top five wide receiver in this class especially post-draft. We love the landing spot. And he's only getting better as the season progresses. The the, the trust is is starting to get there with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he, he was a guy that out of SMU, I said he could have been a top three wide receiver in this class had his entries not been there, had he been at a higher, bigger school. Well, he, he got tied to one of the – he got tied to the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So I, I think the, the – the stock is is going to be there, and 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 let me let me quote old Macho Man: "The cream always rises to the top." There, so I think it's starting to show. That is uh, that is one quote, Rant, that you can that you can say again because uh, we we always take Macho Man quotes on the Fat Boys podcast. <laughs> so I alluded to my running back being a guy that you may not have to waste a waiver claim on this week. I think it's a guy that you can wait till waivers clear. He's going to be down there. If people just in your league just look at projections because this team is on a bye this week. That's Devin Singletary of the Houston Texans. And Brant, you and I kind of felt like this is good. This offense is starting to lead itself to where you and I kind of thought it would be earlier, probably than this point. But we're a third of the way through the season at this point. And this week, in a win, in a tough win. Over the New Orleans Saints, Devin Singletary outsnapped Damian Pierce. Now, here's the interesting thing: Devin Singletary's yards per carry are the lowest of his career at three point one or three point nine yards per carry. It's not nothing to write home about. It's not great. It's not near the top in league average. But what I will tell you, it is, is it's a full yard per touch better than his running back mate. And Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce has been super inefficient this year, averaging just 2.9 yards per carry. Devin Singletary's got better pass catching upside, and he's averaging a full yard per carry better um, than Pierce. And Brant, I'm wondering if the writing's on the wall here with you, where you and I kind of thought it was heading. Damian Pierce has officially been outsnapped by Devin Singletary. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and like you said, he he's he's looked better out there. He the offense is moving. They they just beat a very very tough Saints defense. Um, I don't want to say a whole Saints team, but the defense is is tough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, Singletary, as long as 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 long as he's healthy, I think he he becomes the one. And I think after this bye, they really work him in more. So now's the chance to go out and steal steal him. And I think that 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 like you said, you can wait till waivers clear and really go out there and just steal him because a lot of people had wrote him off when they went to Houston. I, I yeah, absolutely. And again, you and I were kind of all over this to begin with, starting to come out to where we and I, we kind of envisioned it, out snapping him, out targeting him, um, and it, before long, uh, it'll be out touching. Again, the production is already showing that it's a little bit better for Devin Singletary than it is for Damian Pierce. I am smashing 
the panic button on Damian Pierce. I know you and I haven't ever really super been on that that Damian Pierce train, uh, but that's that's one that I could see derailing here pretty shortly, Brent. Yeah, I was about a train that I hopped on when he was the only guy in town, and now he's not, and I threw my ticket out the window. I'm illegal on this train. Pull me off. You exceed. You made it exceed the weight limit. That's All right, fine. Man, I told him. <laughs> let's let's get into this new segment that I think maybe a, a weekly feature here on the on the Fat Boys Dynasty podcast moving forward. It was your idea, so I'm kind of going to let you take it away here. But it's it's panic or patience, Brant. So why don't you go ahead and tell the folks about this? Yeah, we're going to do panic or patience. We're going to talk about a guy that maybe they've had two, three, four down weeks, and but maybe it was a guy that was a superstar in the past or had a huge outlook coming into this year. And we're going to talk if you should panic or be patient and wait that it's coming. The time is coming. Um, one, of, one of my prime ones that I really thought I was going to talk about today was JT, but I was like, no, nah, I'll give him one more week, and then maybe maybe he'll be on this segment next week. But that's kind of what we're going to go with. Are, are we waiting on, waiting on him to start to see how they turn? Are we going to be patient and see if see if it goes? Are we hitting the panic button and trying to get off them before it's too late? Okay. So do you want to take us away with your guy, Brant, since uh, this is your baby? I'll take it away. Uh, my first one is actually James Cook of the Buffalo Bills. Um, he's had uh, two straight weeks with under 10 fantasy points, and I believe that's in our league that's a little jacked up in scoring too. Um, I believe that's where I pulled it from. Uh, so uh, he's under under 10 fantasy points. He's splitting work with Murray. Um, they both saw 49% of snaps this week. I know Damian Harris got got hurt and 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 uh, uh, taken off the field. Uh, hopefully everything's well. I haven't I haven't even got on Twitter to make sure or to see what has been said about him. Um, he's good. But yeah, he is okay. Yeah, but James Cook, James Cook, his snap share was starting to go down. His snap count was starting to go down. And this guy was supposed to be an RB one this year. Like everybody was on him, he was going to be the best. Well, guess what? He just shared the exact amount of snaps with the the oldest rostered running back in the NFL right now. I think Sunday Night Football drilled that into our head a few times last night on the on the cast. Um, at 33 years old, and I'm sorry, Murray looked a little more profi- proficient with those touches than than Cook did. Cook really finished with 71 yards off of, I think he had what two straight 14 or 15 yards runs. So there's almost mm-hmm. half his half his yards and two runs. Other than that, he didn't look that great. What are what are you doing about James Cook? So. James Cook's interesting to me, Brant. So I the one league I own James Cook in, my team's right around that fit 500 mark. Um, very young. My my oldest wide receiver that I play is one of Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, or Drake London. Who I, I think it's Garrett Wilson. So you know, it's a very young roster I have. So I, I'm cont- started out pretty good in that league. I'm, I'm kind of not there right now. So I think I'm in a spot where I can be patient. If that roster was set to contend right now, I think I would be looking to move on from James Cook, let somebody else buy into the hype of the Buffalo Bills offense, maybe see if I can't go out and get one of the aging vets that, that are out there potentially. Um, you know, maybe somebody's a little frustrated with an Aaron Jones, something like that, Brant, and I can and I can potentially pivot. Um, but in the one league I own him, I'm gonna be patient with him because I stand to lose nothing. If I was in a, a contender, I think I'd be smashing the panic button. Yeah, definitely. If I'm a contender, I think I'm smashing the panic button or, or I'm going out to try to uh, acquire Pierce or, or Murray because, I mean, it, or not Pierce, uh, Harris or Murray. Um, it, it, like you said, if, if you're contending, even in redrafts, if, if you're really, you know, you really think that you have a good roster, now's the chance to move on from him. Um, 
if, if you're able to be patient with them, I would love to be patient with them. In dynasty leagues, if you're right there in the middle of the pack and you don't think you really have the best contender, I think you do have to be patient with them. In redrafts, if you can bench them and see how the next couple of weeks come out for the Bills, then great. If not, I'd be hitting that panic button. I'm not dropping them. I'm seeing what I can get for them in uh, redraft leagues because right now, in my mind, he's really bench depth unless you're forced to start him. I, I just don't. I don't know if I trust him. Would going into these bye weeks, Brant, let me just flip this on you just real quick if I can. Would you take a dart throw on him as a buy low candidate if you were in a were a contender potentially? looking for again this is a week 13 by week team late in the season would you take a gamble on him to say hey this is a running back depth piece to get me through my bye weeks if he if he busts oh well i'm not going to give up a ton for him but if he if he hits he's going to help me would you as a contender potentially take a flyer on him yeah absolutely if you could get him for a decent little price uh um, maybe you ship damian pierce over there to get him just saying uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you can get him for a decent price and you're not giving up too much, then absolutely, I would I would use him for for all these bipocalypse coming up. Um, but uh, like I said, if 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 you can, I would try probably try to hit the panic button a little bit on it. It scares me a little bit how good Murray's actually looked. Okay. All right, Brent. I'm gonna I'm gonna come at it, come at you with with a guy that I'm wanting to know your panic to patience meter here. Um, the only thing is, I'm not gonna bring up his name to you right off the jump. I want I want you to to, to get I want it to get a unsolicited, um, genuine, heartfelt reaction from you on this player. So it is a player from the wide receiver position. Um, this is a guy that had extremely high draft capital. Um, and I, I would say he's coming up short. I do own him in a couple of other leagues um, myself, and I've been some weeks extremely happy with him, some weeks extremely not. And last year, this guy was kind of the epitome of um, consistency. So this guy has only seen double-digit targets twice all season. Um, like I said, it's either been a feast or a famine with him. The offense that he is on is not nearly as good as it was last year. Um, definitely been some slow sluggish games for this offense and the number one um, wide receiver in this offense has had more targets than than this wide receiver in every game except for one so he's never going to be the alpha in his offense um, again feast or famine so far this season and the volume's a little low right now so um, do you have any guesses as to who this might be well, prior to the show, I said Devonta Smith, and guess what? If it's I had Devonta guess, Smith. I, I was going to say I'd have to say it again. Um, and, and we talked about this. I, I am I, in our dynasty league. I'm not panicking, but in my redraft league that I do own him in, I am. And but in dynasty, I'm not because I have the depth that I'm able to bench him. Heck, I just benched him for the number one running back on the week. Yes, I'm going to toot toot my own horn a little bit. I put in 97 year old banged up Raheem Mostert in there. Uh, but either way, yeah, I, I, I'm panicking. I am. I really am panicking. We've seen DeAndre Swift come out, look phenomenal. We've seen them. A.J. Brown threw his temper tantrum, hissy fit, and it's almost not been the same for uh, Devonta Smith ever since that hissy fit in week three. And, and yeah, I, I am panicking. I am Redraft leagues, I, I'm really panicking on him. Or dynasty, like I said, I'm not because I do have the depth. His age, you would have to come at me with a heck of an offer to come get him. Um, but yeah, that this, this is a guy that I am I am panicking a little bit on. Um, 
I just I, I, I don't know if Hertz is going to be able to support them both this year. Um, we we saw Goddard we saw Goddard come out and ball out two weeks ago. He had a rough one this week, um, but I just I just I don't I don't think that I, th- I think people are starting to figure that offense out a little bit this year. So I think they need to go back into the arsenal and and maybe they'll figure it out. But yeah, I am panicking just a little bit with Devonta Smith. So the the question then becomes to me, Brant, because I, I'll tell you from for me personally. The, the Eagles, from a fantasy perspective, have me nervous. First of all, losing to the New York Jets um, with <laughs> and not looking better pass-wise with Sauce Gardner out, um, the other starting quarterback there, um, what was what's his name? He was out this week as well. And, and they had second and third string guys out there on the field, and they had three interceptions. Um, Jalen Hurts looks shaky at best this week in my opinion I, i'm kind of nervous as a whole because in years past brant it's been i don't i you know miles sanders when he was the guy it was like i don't want to put him out there because i don't trust this offense to give one running back more work than the other you know kenneth gainwell still in the mix getting getting some touches here and there swift i understand has been the guy but it's like are we starting to trust that we, we play running backs for philadelphia and maybe we temper expectations with the wide receiver pass catchers because like outside of aj brown there's been no consistency with devonta smith and, and dallas goddard this year um you know Devonta Smith is wide receiver 28 right now uh, in PPR formats and Dallas Goddard's wide receiver tight end 10. So neither one of these guys are having atrocious seasons, Brant, but they're both drafted higher than where they're at respectively right now. And I'm just wondering at, 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 a, at a third of the season, are we saying, hey, I'm smashing the panic button. I'm not going to panic sell these guys, but I'm smashing the panic button. I don't want the inconsistency on my roster anymore. Let me go out and get – um, you know, maybe you maybe you're a contender and you can move Devonta Smith to a, to a Keenan Allen owner who's just come off his bye week playing right now, barring injury, maybe who's having a heck of a season. Or again, uh, maybe you move Devonta Smith to a, a younger team um, that, that has Adam Thielen and you get Adam Thielen in a draft pick back. I, I, again, I'm just spitballing. I don't own Devonta Smith in a dynasty league, so I, I can't gauge you'd have to tell me where his value is a little bit, maybe there, but, but for me, Brand, I, I do feel like there's some level of like, as a contender, where am I plugging him into my lineup and saying, okay, this is Gabe Davis. If he goes out and scores 50, I'm happy. If he scores 10, it is what it is, but he's got the high ceiling so I can live with it. Or is it one of those things like he's a guy that I drafted to be a wide receiver one high wide receiver two, and I'm not getting the consistency and I'm looking to move. Uh, if you're a contender and you can go out and grab a Keenan Allen or or Adam Thielen, who's having an amazing year, then absolutely, I would be moving them. Yes, I want the draft picks with it because now I'm taking the age, that probably sure. ninety, probably ninety-seven years difference between those two old sure. old farts. Mm-hmm. But either way, yes, I want the draft picks to go with it. But definitely, I am, I am, I am smashing the panic button. And, and if if your league's not as deep as ours, where you have that benefit of being able to sit him. And my and, and my me as an owner right now, he is matchup based to me. I didn't do my research all the greatest on that. I probably should do the fact that I own 97 Eagles on my roster. I probably should have found out that that sauce was out. But him and Goddard are both almost matchup bases for me. And I don't like my other two options at tight end. I loved them last year, but I'm not a fan of them this year. I, I, I'm 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 panic selling. Uh, Smith, if you don't have the option to put him down on your bench and wait, if 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 you're a contender right now and you have to start him, and you can't 
survive without him being the consistency he was last year. Yes, I am selling him. And Dallas Goddard, as you spoke about this, Dallas Goddard has only finished inside the top 10 tight ends once. He got saved by his week five performance with 30 points. Other than that, he wouldn't be anywhere near the top 10. Mm -hmm. And it's the fact that tight ends have been if your name ain't Travis Kelsey, you've kind of almost made Sam Laporta. You got to put up there, but you haven't been consistent. Those two right there are, are the it, meaning of consistency. Everything else in it in last year's league, you're probably looking at him being tight end 15, 16 right now. Hey, Kyle Pitts has been consistent as hell the last two weeks. You don't talk bad about my tight end one. He was very consistent the first two fucking years too. <laughs> the two years too. <laughs> All right, there it is. I got, I got a, I got a hot take out of Brant. All right, let's move on to this Thursday night game, Brant. So, on the surface, this looks like it's a pretty good game. Um, you know, the Jags uh, traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints. It's, it's a low-scoring game right now. Vegas has got the over/under at thirty-nine points. I have to imagine that that's due to the injuries to um, both Trevor Lawrence as well as Chris Olave. Those are kind of like two of the bigger name banged-up players in this contest on Thursday night. Um, what's your, what's your take on this Thursday night contest, Brant? Is it one that you're, are you nervous about your, if, first of all, if you own any Jags pass catchers, are you tethering interest to a healthy Lawrence or do these guys all start regardless of who's under center? Um, I'm tethering, tethering my expectations on him. If he, if, uh, Lawrence isn't under, I honestly probably couldn't even tell you who the backup there is. Um, so, yeah, I am definitely um, – I'm also tempering expectations for uh, Travis Etienne if Lawrence isn't under center because he has been so involved in the pass-catching uh, game there. Etienne – and you're playing the Saints who who have been very good on defense. I know they had, you know, just got beat up by the Houston Texans. But really, I, I was tempering expectations prior to uh, Lawrence going down, and I definitely am with Lawrence being down. Yeah, so uh, t on the opposite side of the ball for, for me, Brant, um, on the Saints side of the ball, Kamara and Olave don't come out of my lineups if they're playing. Um, you know, I, Olave I knew had been pretty good this year, but he's been over 10 targets in four out of six games so far this season. So Olave plays for me if he if he's healthy. Um, and and I, I think I kind of stand the same. The only, the only two players that I think I'd start – um, with any level of confidence on Thursday night on the Jacksonville side of the ball without Trevor Lawrence would be Evan Ingram uh, and Travis Etienne, Brant. And that's that's kind of the extent of where I'd be comfortable with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got to see what the Eagles matchup are to see if I'm starting Etienne. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely. It, it, it's going to be uh, interesting. It, I think it's going to be a really good game, even with Lawrence being – if Lawrence doesn't play um, – I think it's going to be a very, very good game. I think it's going to be a defensive battle game. Uh, the Jacks have been coming on a little bit better. Um, so I, I do expect a very good game um, on Thursday night. Get back to something that's worth watching, not the Kansas City Chiefs struggling against the Broncos and only hanging 19 points. I, I, I don't understand that at all. But. Uh, this one should this one should get us back to you know the first couple weeks of Thursday night football where where the games were actually exciting to watch. So I did I did just really quick want to go over this Brant just really quick as kind of like parting words if you will. Um, this week we have. 
the Carolina Panthers, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, New York Jets, and Tennessee Titans all on bye weeks. Um, so uh, on a lot of those rosters, it's top-end talent that you're missing this week, um, but definitely going to be hurting losing some of those names, Brant. Guys, go out there after the waiver's clear. Go out there and see if Tajay Spears was dropped. He outsnapped Derrick Henry again. Go out there and see if Tajay Spears was dropped after waiver's clear and see if you can snag him and stash him on your bench with a bye week coming. I'm telling you, this guy this guy coming into the future uh, could, be, could be explosive for your fantasy team. So go see that. That is one of the biggest names that I think is going to get dropped this week. Yeah, if he's if he's on the waiver, Brant in a dynasty league, he's got to be picked up. Especially if your dynasty league has taxis, um, I, I do think while while Derrick Henry's in town, I, I could I personally couldn't start Tajay Spears with any level of confidence. But once Derrick Henry is at his age and his usage, he could be he could go down at any time. Again, not to wish that on Derrick Henry as a Derrick Henry owner, I don't want to see that happen. So I was um, I'm thinking it more as the Titans are ready to maybe throw the white flag and give Will Levis a chance and see what this team looks like with the youth they're possibly shopping Derrick Henry too I've heard that he he could potentially end up in in Baltimore or uh or Buffalo so that I mean it's, stay away from Baltimore possible. you'll die you'll die there in Baltimore stay away well that's just a J.K. Dobbins thing I think so the other running backs been under I mean uh, the quarterback's been healthy when he runs as much as he does so yeah speaking of, I thought he was going to stop running as much this year anyway I digress Brant I think that pretty well wraps us up for this week um, we will be back Wednesday with the Fantasy Holics podcast back again on Sunday with the live start sits we're busy guys this time of the year um, coming at you live three times a week. The uh, Wednesday show is also live now. Jump on, say hello to the co-hosts uh, and Josh Rodriguez and Patrick Jacks, uh, a couple of good guys that we get along with and, and, and enjoy talking some shop with, Brant. Guys, also, before we sign off, anybody wants to help me with the Survivor League, give me your pick of Survivor this week. Uh, I got lucky and snuck out with the Bills last week. Uh, I should have listened to Bo. When he told me the Ravens, I could have not had to sweat it all the way through Sunday night. Guys, get help me out here with your survivor picks. The games are starting to become a little more interesting. Let's let's hear what you got. But as always, stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.